is Film Center. Your number one show for real entertainment industry news. No fluff, all facts. Now, here are your anchors, Derek Johnson II and Nicholas Killian. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Center, your number one place for entertainment news. My name is Derek. I'm Nicholas. And what are we talking about today, Nicholas? Today, we're going to be talking about AMC reaching 1.5 million A-list subscribers. A-list subscribers. Now, what exactly does that mean for those who don't know and live under rocks, possibly? Basically, what it means is you pay a monthly subscription service to see, basically, what is it like? It's three movies a week. Three movies a week? Yeah, three movies a week. Yeah, which is actually a pretty good deal if you go to see more than one movie, more than one movie a month, really. Right. And then, weren't you telling me about a story about how you were an AMC Stubbs member? Yes. And you were just, like, flexing on people every time you went to the movies? (laughs) Yeah, so, all right, so AMC list, AMC is $21.95 right now. Right. A month. And they're doing a subscription kind of like with subscriptions for streaming services, which is actually, I think, is pretty smart. Eventually, I mean, people love paying for subscriptions way more than they love paying for larger things. Anyway, so I'm going to tell a little story because Nicholas brought it up. This all kind of started with MoviePass. Remember MoviePass? Yeah, MoviePass. MoviePass 2017 for $10 a month. You can see as many movies as you wanted. Three million plus subscribers. Yes. Now, I was one of the people who possibly had a hand in taking it down. Not because I did anything to corporate or anything illegal or nothing like that, but just basically using the service as they might not have initially intended. So they went bankrupt in 2020. And I mean, they were responsible for about 6% of all movie sales just within a year from 2017 to 2018. And supposedly they have returned as of last year, but aren't really on the scene right now. Now, back in 2017, some college, and I really like movies, right? Because me, I was like, I used to see so many movies a week. I used to see like two or three movies every week anyway. Right. So one thing that I noticed when I got movie pass, $10 a month for as many movies as I want, that's a straight up, it's a steal. Right. You'd be stupid not to get it. Even if you only wanted one movie a month, it's still a steal. Because a movie ticket back then is 20 bucks, kind of just like 20 bucks. Yeah. I noticed that I could still get AMC points for every movie pass movie I was seeing. Meaning that I saw a movie for $10 a month, uh, but I went to a movie to see a movie every single day because I was getting points. And then I had to pay for the tickets, but I was still getting the points as if I was paying for them. On top of the fact that I was, it, they still have a premiere, right? But it wasn't called A-List back then. It was just called AMC Premiere because they didn't do A-List yet. Mm-hmm. So I was getting double points for movies just for free <laughs> because I had premiere. So what I would do is in the morning before school, I would go drive all the way to and the local AMC, which was really only a couple miles from my house, buy three movie tickets every day. And just like not even go to the theater to see the movie. Just use my movie pass thing, buy three movies a day, and just leave. That way, when I actually did want to see a movie, I already had like 200,000 points. Like, dude, I had crazy amount of points. I think the highest I got was 
400,070, I believe. 400,000, yeah. Yeah, 470,000 points. That was the highest I got. Almost half a million points. Yeah, because once again, I'm going to, in the record, the AMC is giving me tickets as if I bought it, giving me points as if I bought tickets, right? Three times a day for a month. Think about that. Mm-hmm. And you're also getting, and because you're getting double points for a premiere, right? Right. So when I went to go see a movie, I had so many points, I could just get whatever I wanted. Right, get it. I buy all my friends' tickets. I get tons of popcorn, whatever. And so eventually, I guess they caught wise that people were doing this. Of course. And uh, they tried to make it so you only see certain movies at certain times, and da da da, and try to make it more like, oh, try to make it more restrictive. But it didn't matter because as long as I swipe my card, I got the points. So I really didn't care. You can and also make advanced reservations and like skip the lines and all that stuff. Also, you could purchase food. You could also purchase food with the A and the, their Premier Pass. Yeah, and right? you'd get a ten percent discount. Exactly, exactly. So, yes, and then when they raise the prices to, I think like twelve dollars, everyone's like, still, it just <laughs> right. that does nothing. Well, I mean, twenty percent of AMC's attendance in the U.S. comes from A-list subscribers. Right. So when MoviePass then went bankrupt, AMC kind of took that back because of how popular the business model was. I also used to work in a movie theater, not in AMC. I worked at I worked at a Regal Cinemas prior oh, okay. to yeah, prior to this little stint in college. And what I can tell you about moviegoers is that from a working perspective, you will get a lot of regulars. There's a lot of regulars. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's just like a surprisingly amount of regulars. And you exactly who they are, when they come, there's a huge older crowd in movies where they're just like, oh yeah, they come during the day. Usually during the day, it's someone, some, some people of the older crowd, and they're there all the time. So for people like them, Stubbs makes perfect sense. Right. What, do you notice how gross people are? Oh, People cannot clean up after themselves. Not at all. Not even like a little bit. Like I remember when Girls Trip was coming out and I was working at Regal Cinemas, right? Girls Trip and also Girls Trip, Dunkirk, and Valerian. Those were the three nastiest theaters I had to clean up. Just disgusting. Like, I don't know what... These are three completely different audiences, by the way. Right. right. Girls Trip is an African-American female movie not only for that crowd but those are the stars and that's it. who it's predominantly marketed towards right um the valerian was marketed towards sci-fi fans right mm-hmm. dunkirk this is these are, are people who like christopher nolan for some reason just disgusting just like people people used to do things like they would just bring in like outside food and drinks which i don't really care about because i i just don't uh right but then they would just leave a lot of it. There was one guy, he kept, and he was, he was a regular. We had to tell him, like, hey, man, we know what you're doing. He would leave baked potatoes. It's funny you say that like because. Like, in the sides of the, in the sides of the chair. Where are you, and they, I'm sorry, maybe I had not been clear enough. I am thinking this thing is split open down the middle with the butter and the chives on it. And he just, like, leave, I was like, are, are these for me? What are you doing here, man? We had way back in the day, maybe like early 2019, I was working at a place called Pizza Rev, Mm. right? And I had a manager of mine. So we had an AMC theater 
It was the Pizza Rev. And then there was an AMC theater, like, almost right next to it. Uh. So what he used to do all the time was we would we would get a free pizza for lunch, right? And then what he would do is he would take a pizza, make it for himself, and then take the pizza and then go watch a movie at AMC. <laughs> Walk right over there. Yeah, and I asked him one time, I was like, you just take your pizza over there and watch a movie? And he was like, yeah. We don't have a, po- we did not have a, there. there's not a policy to prevent you from bringing in inside food. That's, uh, food and drinks is actually where they, the theaters make most of their money from. And not really from the ticket sales. Right. So you would think they wouldn't. I think it's because it might be illegal. There's some like legality reason why they can't force people to not bring in the food. Because what he, I was like, what do you do? He said, I walk right in there. Yep. Hold the pizza. Yep. Like you do. And then walk in there and watch my Batman movie or watch whatever movie it is. Sit down and eat my pizza while I watch the movie. I was like, that sounds amazing. He's like, it is. They can't, they can't stop you. All those people out there who are like sneaking in food. You don't need to sneak it in. I used to work at a movie theater. Now maybe AMC might have some smaller, different regulations than, but for the most part, AMC can't do it either. I think mainly it also might have to do with the fact that AMC, Regal, Carmike, these movie theater chains are really designed to sell tickets and not food, right? So if, let's say for some reason, let's say you're you're going to bring 20 people with you to movie theaters, right, to buy tickets. Hollywood would love that, right? They want you to go see the movie, right, so they get paid off the ticket sales. But if Carmike Cinema says, sorry, you can't come in because you have outside food, then the movie company the movie studios are going to lose money because the patrons can't come see the movie and on top of that then the studio won't work with the karmic because they're not letting their people in and now they don't have any movies to show so it's kind of like a calculated loss they have to take yeah yeah and because it's just a general consensus as americans to just buy it there for like convenience basically people just like try to sneak stuff in but you don't have to I mean, obviously you don't. I had a manager of mine. He would literally just <laughs> walk the pizza into there. And he was like, yeah, it's amazing. I just sit down, eat my pizza. Everybody stares and looks at me like, how'd this guy get pizza in here? He's it's like, not like someone's going to stop them. Yeah. Yeah. According to, according to, so AMC has been going on for like 103 years, right? Right. <laughs> and according to the second measure, they passed their pre-pandemic numbers. Right. So in 2022, they reported that they had a 74% increase from 2017, which is huge. I mean, their profit margins from 2020 are basically zero because right. of obviously because nobody the, was there. Right. Because obviously the pandemic where Sonic the Hedgehog ruled the theaters for, <laughs> for months to come. But they've also had a one also had a 180% customer increase from 2021 right right so things things look kind of up and yet they're losing some sales it's funny you talk about you talk about customers because the demographics for the a-list skew younger with like 75 percent of members between being between 18 and 34 years old it's because they're it's because the younger crowd is used to the subscription model they're used to paying that right so that's what it sits there and tells you that over half, over half, is that golden ratio market. I mean, from according to Forbes, 2.9 billion in revenue for the first three quarters, 
right which is a huge huge boost and this is for last year however they've been losing a ton when it comes to their streaming subscribers right they're they're talking about and thinking about offering like exclusive early access to like major blockbuster movies on opening weekends with the stubs i mean that would be the next that'd be the next i'm sure they they already do that, but they're thinking about ways to make it more exclusive mm. in terms of like if you pay this extra or if you pay this. It's kind of like whenever a video game comes out yeah. and you sit there and you say, okay, you can buy the video game for $60 or you could pay $100 and get this bunch of crap. And it before. And yeah. the video game. I think that, yeah, I think that they should do that, combine it with the subscription model. I think that's really smart, mainly because these are the people who now, also, little caveat, if you get rid of your subscription to ALS subscription, you cannot sign back up again for a certain period of time. And they're doing this to prevent people from just signing up once, seeing movies, three movies a week, and then just unsubscribing. Right. Right. Kind of kind of like how what happened with HBO, right? Right. So everybody was signed up to HBO because of Game of Thrones. Exactly. Right? It was something like... 50 to 60% of gamer of Game of Thrones viewership came from Game of Thrones. Right. And so did its subscriber count. Right. Like it's whenever Game of Thrones came back in the season, their subscribers jumped 50 to 60% because everybody wanted to watch the season. But then once the season was over with, everybody would cancel their subscription again. Right. Now, and especially right now is a good time to really capitalize on all of you we have coming to see Barbenheimer was really good for AMC bring in a hundred Barbie opening up to 162 million right right in the theaters and Oppenheimer opening up to just over 82 million and then now now they've crossed a billion dollars right and now together they crossed a billion dollars Barbie alone actually has crossed a billion dollars Barbie alone just recently crossed a billion dollars right so and then Oppenheimer has what is it just recently crossed over $400 million? Right. So, this is a time in which people are saying, oh, people are going back to the movies. All you who decide to invest in AMC in 2020, it's looking pretty up. However, there's a little, there's a, there's a little hesitation and a little fear there because their online subscriptions have dropped. Okay? They are, and content leasing, content licensing, excuse me, has increased by 12%. Their domestic operations revenue have fell by 6.3% from the second quarter. And this is according to this year of 2023. This is not a 2022 numbers. Okay. And these are, these are recent. And their stream, their streamer subscriptions have ro- risen by 13%. However, their affiliate sales have dropped by 12.7%. And their stock last Thursday... From this week, the stock last Thursday was at $12.28. So what does this kind of mean that they have more subscribers, but they're losing affiliates, affiliate sales? Right. Basically, if you have, you have to have the bandwidth to pay for, the, the money to pay for all this bandwidth, basically. Right. right. So if I have 100 million subscribers, I have to be able to provide them with bandwidth and uh, to watch all the stuff, right? But that costs money to do. And if my if my subscribers aren't buying, if my affiliate sales are dropping, it's now becoming more and more expensive for me to service all these people. Right. 
Right. So, do you want to explain to the viewers what what bandwidth is in case they don't understand what that is? So, bandwidth is just like the amount of I mean, most people really know what bandwidth is, but bandwidth is basically the amount of space that you have to service someone on a, a digital platform or the amount of operation the amount of operation speed that you can take. Operation space, excuse me. So, like, this is where your RAM comes in, right? Like, on your computer. Right. So, AMC Stubbs A-List has, up to this point, got about 1.5 million subscribers on it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's a possibility that by the end of the year they get 2 million? Six days ago, Variety reported that their network sales total is down by 17% in ad sales. And uh, even though they have had a small, even though they had an increase... And their streaming revenue, not streaming revenue, and yeah, in their streaming revenue, just recently, they lost 300,000 subs. It's going, it's fluctuating too much. They For lose, it to be stable. Yeah, they lose all this, a whole bunch, and then they gain a whole bunch, and then they lose a whole bunch, and then they gain a whole bunch. I don't think it's going to reach, I, I think that if the writer strike continues, that they might be impacted. I know that Kristen Dolan the CEO of AMC said that the writer's strike and the SAG strike won't really impact them until possibly mid or late 2024. But Wow, that long? Yeah, but let's say that some of their subscribers decide to support the strikes, and as the strikes get more and more popular to support, it's like, that's going to be really detrimental. I yeah, I, I think it could be very detrimental. I definitely think that... I don't think it's going to reach 2 million subscribers because it's a bit it's a bit too fluctuating right. because also you have to sit there and say how much of this recent success that they've had how much is that just attributed to just Barbenheimer alone right and I think that they know that they're kind not that they're dying but I know that they're having everyone knows they're having trouble right and this Barbenheimer is just proof that okay people do want to go to the movies which is keeping the hope alive. Right. At the same time, they need to go more than once or twice a summer blockbuster. Right, and also this kind of leads the credence to Oppenheimer, which a lot of people said, who's going to want to go see a three-hour movie about Americans dropping the bombs? I'm going to be real with you. This shouldn't have been called Barbenheimer. Yeah. It should have been called Barbie. I, I call, call it as I see it. When I, I know that some of our listeners might not like, I mean, I like Christopher Nolan. Don't get me wrong, but come on, man. I'm up here reading these numbers and comparing 82 million to 162 million opening. Like, what am I doing here? Like, literally, Barbie opened up to, to double Oppenheimer did. And I'm supposed to put it up there like it's one of the numbers, like, oh, hip hip hooray. No. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying that's a low number, that's a great opening. But let's be real here. Barbie crossed a billion dollars, not Oppenheimer. Right. Barbie had a huge, huge, and you can say, oh, maybe it's just marketing. Might be, right? I mean, there's a lot more people out there who want to go see a good, uh, quote-unquote, family movie, right? Like Barbie. Like Barbie compared to, hey, you remember that one time we killed hundreds of thousands of people instantly in war? <laughs> you know? This is a story about the guy who did it. Uh, also quite interesting, Japanese Twitter. I love how, I guess it's X now, because of Elon Musk. Right. I'll say Twitter for clarification, because people will know what I mean. Right. Right. So, Japanese Twitter, 
they started making a whole bunch of memes of Barbara of 911 right? right to show them how disrespectful it is to just like glorify Oppenheimer what they didn't understand is that Americans are sadistic assholes yeah, yeah they are very they're very crazy we're crazy and apparently they all the 911 memes got very popular in America right and we they all, all really just, enjoyed them and everybody's like we can't let the Japanese out out funny us and they're like they're not funny tr- they're not trying to be funny they're trying to show you that it's offensive and they apparently we don't care right not that we don't care about 911 but apparently Americans can take a joke better right. than we have a better sense of humor than the or, Japanese or do. darker sense of humor Def- definitely definitely darker yeah one thing I will say about AMC is that their stocks are fluctuating their sales are fluctuating and things are positive they're also negative at the same time I mean dude they were gonna file chapter 11 in 2021 yeah yeah and that's according to Forbes man so I don't really I think that for them to have a good solid future what they need to do is a keep the stubs all right we see that that's what people want and i know that the i'm working in the movie theaters having that experience i know that during the day their market is the older crowd but i also happen to know that there's more younger people going to the movies than there is older people also what does it say about i mean amc stubs a-list launched in june of 2018 Right. And just you have the movie pass. Right. <laughs> now, just four years later, right? Yeah. It's in trouble. They're I mean, you have the pandemic. I'll give that to you. Yeah, but like they're in trouble because they're still they didn't understand what made movie pass popular. And movie pass three, four years. I meant to say three years. Yeah. It was Whatever, man. And then, and then, what the problem was Movie Pass is they didn't understand how to make money. Movie Pass, they I guess they underestimated how many people see movies and how many of them see movies. Like it wasn't uncommon, especially to a lot of people who were in college around, at least around where I went. To, I went to FSU. A lot of us, especially because FSU has a film school, a lot of film buffs there, right? So going to movies daily was not weird. Right. It just wasn't. And FSU students had, FSU is, there's a lot of, I wasn't one of these students, but there was a lot of students there who had a lot of money. So, of course, movies, seeing movies to them every day was very easy. I mean, and, movie, movie Pass had an unsustainably low six ninety five price. And it illustrates the risk of, like, trying to subsidize costs to grow your subscriber base so fast. It started off at six ninety nine, and then it quickly was at, I joined when it was $10, me personally. They didn't really understand, they, they low-balled it. Right, and they didn't really understand the market, right? But they knew that subscribers were popular, kind of like how Netflix was. With the idea is genius. Now, it's way more sustainable with AMC. Well, let's say only three movies a week, and also they have over double the price. That makes more sense, right? And sometimes AMC's A list will block out certain movies, like like Avatar Two. Right, they won't. They'll only let you see that. I believe they only let you see it like once. And they also block out certain premieres that you also have to pay for them part of the subscription. And on top of that, AMC Stubbs also does not let you see certain artisan films. So if there was some weird independent movie that you wanted to see, or you wanted to see an anime movie, such as when Dragon Ball Z Broly came out, or Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one it was, but it was on a train. Right. No, that's Demon Slayer. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know what the name is when it's on the train, though. I don't know the name. Uh, it's like the Mugen, Mugen arc? Right. Something because like that. those aren't regular 
showing movies, right, and there's specific two specific theaters, those you had to regularly pay for, unlike MoviePass, in which those you could still see for free, right? So I think that their business model is solid. They just don't understand that what made MoviePass so popular was that it really encouraged you to go to the movies. You were getting an experience that you really couldn't get at home, right? Right, you and were AMC- paying very low money for a $20 movie. Right, it's like, a, I had to feel like it's a steal. That's why MoviePass got so many subscribers, but they didn't make enough money. So AMC also needs to make it feel like a steal. There are so many other movie theaters out here that, especially here in California, that do other stuff just besides, oh, hey, come see a movie and I have popcorn for you to buy, right? I think that maybe if they also gave food, like meals, like some other movie theaters do, that could, that could work. We live here in New Hall, and uh, there's a movie theater here that gives out food, and it's, it's open up for business, and it's still very popular. Right, that's like like back home. They have we have what's called the movie tavern, mm-hmm. right? And it's basically the movie theater, but you can order full on meals to come to your seat. Right. We had we had a a, a Malco Roxy, and it wasn't where I lived in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but it was in Smyrna. And at Malco Roxy, they have like this fancy fountain in the middle and stuff like that. It's very upscale, right? I think that. Now, it's hard to do that on a mass scale like with AMC because they have so many theaters, right? But what they could do is say, okay, we're going to bump it up from this low 20s to like mid 20s. Like there's like $26, but then some of the food's included. I would take that. Yeah. I would take that in a heartbeat. That's the thing. With Movie Tavern, the the food is separate. Like it's still a regular price. But you get to you get the option. I mean, you could order drinks and all kind of stuff like that. Right. But yeah, that but that was like the. But people pay a subscription because of bundles. Right? right. How it's keeping AMC from cutting a deal, right? With I mean, they they've been in operation for 103 years. What's what's wrong with them cutting some sort of deal? Like, okay, cool. For a higher tier, of twenty six dollars, you get to have free popcorn. Like, you get free refills if you have the AMC stubs, right? But you pay for it initially. As someone who, like I said, as someone who worked in the movie theaters, popcorn is, like, dirt cheap. It's, like, it's way, like, when I buy a thing of popcorn now, internally I get very upset because I know how much, like, let's say you buy a large for, like, $15. Okay. How much that really costs on the make? How much? About 30 cents. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I also had some time working at Disney in their theme parks. So I, I can tell the different tastes of popcorn and stuff like that, too. So you became a popcorn connoisseur. Kind of, because I ate it so much because I, was, I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> but I, I was hungry. I had nothing to do. So. Right. <laughs> so That's great. So do they also recycle the popcorn? What do you mean recycle? Like what they don't sell one day, they put it back in. Not where I worked. I have heard of some places doing that. I personally have never seen that. What we used to do with the popcorn when I worked at Disney, we used to make it into compost. When I worked at the Regal Cinemas, we also... No, actually, we just threw it away. We just literally just threw it away. Yeah, because I've heard some places what they'll do is they'll put them in those big, what, those big clear bags and yeah, tie that's it up. Yeah, that's how you get rid of it. Yep. Tie it up mm-hmm. and, then, but in the, and then put it away and then... Whenever it was time for the next day, they'd bring it out and just just fill it. I'll back say up. this: I'll have to. It probably comes down to the manager, because um, like you said, there would be no reason to do that because if the popcorn is that cheap, 
I mean, they're saving like, they're just, it's just saving a nickel. I'm saying, and I guarantee you, we're always gonna get someone to reply to this who was like, "Oh no, it actually costs way more." Because da da da. Okay, once all the operational costs are up and running, once you have the machine, once you have all the butter, right? The popcorn itself is very cheap because what people don't understand is the amount of kernels that are actually getting into the bucket, right? So you're basically getting like a small handful of kernels, but that handful of kernels will actually fill up your entire bucket because of the difference in space. Right. Right. I think that if AMC offered free popcorn, which is totally something they could do. Right. Like instead of saying, oh, free refills, you get your first one for free. Right. I think that would be that would be a steal to me personally, especially this thing. You have a family. A lot of people are going with now. They do have a family plan, but if you have kids. Right, if you have people you go with, you have a spouse or something like that. Right, free popcorn. I mean, you're gonna want to eat something there. That's that's a steal. And they need to bring back the. Remember they used to have those those cheese flavors to put on top of popcorn. Yeah, but what I found seasonings. I mean, but but I found out the hard way hurts my stomach is the butter. Yeah, some people have a reaction to the butter. So I'm the type of person that likes to drown their popcorn in butter. Because it serves two purposes. The perf, the first, yeah, because I'm smart, all right? All right. So the thing is, is the purpose is it tastes, the butter tastes good on the popcorn. Yeah. And the second one is I don't get thirsty eating the popcorn. That's because you have so much butter on it. It's just, you're drinking oil. So, hey, I'm not thirsty, though. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I think I know why your stomach hurts. And then I remember I was watching like the Avengers or something like that. And I walked out of the theater. I was like, oh, my, my stomach hurts. And my mom's like, that's because you drank all that fake butter, Nicholas. Like, yeah. you're not supposed, like, it's fine to drizzle it all over the popcorn. But you, like, drown your popcorn in it. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's funny. The butter actually costs more than the popcorn does. I could see that. The butter costs more than the popcorn does. And really the sodas too is where where the the cost. Like I remember hooking up the uh, the boxes in the back. And it's just syrup, by the way, it's just water and syrup, right? So you have all these like giant syrup. We don't take them out the boxes. You leave the bags in the boxes, but they have all these hoses that run in the back that you gotta switch out, right? And then mm-hmm. um so when you gotta buy all those syrups and stuff like that, that's where the operation that costs. I mean, that's why I say popcorn. Right, candy can also be kind of expensive depending on who you're buying from and how much you're getting. Da, da, da. Candy is also not bought that as much. Candy is also the number one thing that's snuck into the uh, the movie theater. Right, which we've already established you don't have to do. You don't have to do. Like no do. one's sneaking in pizzas unless they have an insane manager. Right, <laughs> most people are sneaking in candy because it's just easy to do and it's not going to melt easily. Most of them. I used to uh, I back home when I used to take my little brother to the movie theater. What we used to do was I would tell him, okay, I'll give you $10 to spend at the movie theater, or I can take you to the grocery store or the dollar store, and I can give you that same $10, and you could just buy as much stuff. You go to the dollar store and buy like 10 bags of candy. Right. Of course, you're not going to eat but maybe one or two bags during the movie. Right. And then... But it's a way better deal. That's what I'm saying. I think if they switch the model to making people feel like they're going to get a steal. And what would send it over the edge for me and make me sign up today, like the $26 thing, 
it's great. But if they also could say, oh, hey, what? Because you usually do get to pick your seat, right? Mm-hmm. But if they had some lot of separation, like, oh, for $30, we can guarantee you a good seat. Done. Guaranteed good seat, food, three times a week, you have my money. 30 bucks a month. 30 bucks a month. I would do that. I would do that. I would do, especially because, like, especially if it also had less, like, for premieres and stuff like that. Easy. Easy money. I would easily pay $30 a month for that. Easy. But anyway, this has been Film Center. I'm Nicholas. I'm Derek. And you will see you next time. See you. This has been Film Center on Comic-Con Radio. Check out our previous episodes at Film Center News on all major social media platforms. Tune in next Wednesday for a fresh update. Until next time, this has been Film Center.